The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. It is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, the 10th of January. My name is CJ Baumgartner, Corey Tackman, the co-chair on this Morning Sports Desk, and Corey, uh, how's it going? Uh, going all right. I know we had a doubleheader of basketball last night out of the Park Region Conference. Uh, a girls-boys basketball doubleheader kept you busy. Um, saw a, a really nice Monaga girls basketball team, it sounds like. Yeah, they are they're good. And we talked about it a little bit on the, uh, on the podcast yesterday. And by the way, you can go listen to that Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. WadenaRadio.com. Uh, but yeah, we talked about it yesterday that they're a good team. They were eight and one coming into the season. Their first game of the year, they played a very nice class A Walker Hackensack Akeley girls basketball team, lost that one by about six, seven points. And since then, and including last night, they've won nine games in a row now. And all of them have bought uh have all been by a margin of victory of double digits or more. Like it's been they've won convincingly throughout their last nine games and proving why they're a good team. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They've had good runs in the last five, eight years, but specifically two years ago, they went to the section final in section eight, double a, and they lost a lot of seniors. And last year they had some sophomores and, and juniors last year that kind of needed to get their feet wet, need to figure out how to play with each other. But even watching them last year, Corey, you could just tell that they were going to be a good girls basketball team the following year. And they have been, they play an aggressive man-to-man defense. Their full court press was uh, on point last night, creating a lot of turnovers against Wadena Deer Creek. And ultimately they just played, every coach says it's a cliche of like, you just want to play your brand of basketball, but that was true. Monaga played their brand of basketball last night and they won 74, 47. Um, uh, and they're good. You know, you mentioned a couple of years ago playing in that section championship. And, and when you go back and look at them, I, I, they had a really, really awesome team that year. There was some controversy that year because um, I, it was maybe the first year, don't quote me on this, that Monaga moved up into that double A section. But also Fergus Falls moved down from triple A that year. And that eight double-A championship game was played between probably the largest double-A school in the state versus like a bottom five size double-A school. Like Monaga uh-huh. was previously a single-A, Fergus Falls was previously a triple-A, and they found themselves in the same section. Uh, Enrollment-wise, you probably couldn't find schools farther apart. And there was a little controversy, obviously, that went with that. Um, but in the meantime, Monaga basketball has stayed strong. They're still in that 8AA section. Um, uh, the update there now is they're ranked 23rd in the class. They're, they're legit. That's a really good basketball team. They're legit. They were able to get the turnovers. They were able to uh, get their three ball working. I mean, really, they just moved up and down the floor. They were able to play the outside game. They were able to play the game down low in the post. Uh, and for Wadena Deer Creek, I mean, they played tough. They're they're second place in the conference, tied for second with Verndale coming into last night's game. They're not a bad team either. And they, I thought they played a good post game. I thought they were able to get the ball down low a little bit. 
uh, they, but the thing that Monaga was able to do with that man-to-man defense was they would not allow Wadena Deer Creek to get that outside shooting game going. And I think they held them to just a couple attempts from beyond the three-point line in the first half of that game. And they didn't make a three until the second half. They knew that Wadena could beat them with how, again, we talked about it yesterday. Last week, Jada Dykoff made like nine threes in two games and uh, Montana Karsten chipped in with a few and Addie Gravel chipped in with a few. Like they're, they have the ability to kill you from the free throw line or three point line, excuse me. And Monaga made a point to not let them do that. And the press got to the Wolverines a little bit, but overall, I mean, the game got out of hand a little bit towards the end. Wadena Deer Creek kind of buoyed it within 10 points for most of the game. And then, uh, you know, the Wolverines just ran out of gas about halfway through that second half. So It'll, if, you, if you're box score watching, it looks like a blowout. It wasn't quite – I mean, I'm not going to go that far. It was a good game. Monaga handled kind of the game. It felt like the flow always was with the Braves. But the Wolverines, they hung around for most of that game. And then in the boys' game, I know it got within um, – what was it within three? Within two. Late, within two points late. So some excitement down the stretch of that boys' game. Yeah, well, you know, it's like you almost flipped it in that second game of the doubleheader. So this was one where Wadena Deer Creek led the entire uh, first half, and Monaga girls led the entire game against Wadena Deer Creek, and Monaga uh, and uh, Wadena Deer Creek boys did the same thing against Monaga in their game. And it was in the uh, first half; they pretty much controlled. They got the lead up to maybe about fourteen points is probably the largest, but. Monaga would kind of hang it within 10. It was a 12-point game at halftime. And throughout the second half, it was kind of like Monaga would get it down to an 8-point deficit. And then Wadena would go on like a 4 run. It's back up to 12. And then it would get down to 8, back to 12. And it was really in the final couple minutes when uh, Bodie Burton scored 31 points. And for those who don't know, it's a big guy. He's a guy who plays in the post, but also is played in a guard position as well. And he was getting down low, playing bully ball down in the post on the low block, but he was also draining fadeaway threes with a hand in his face. Like he had just an impressive game and uh, from an offensive standpoint and nearly got him back in it. So with about three minutes to go, it was a 10 point lead for the Wolverines. And with one minute to go, what Dina Deer Creek was hanging on to a two point lead coming out of a timeout. Uh, Lyra Kaug steps in and just makes, uh, you know, you hear the term in football, a cold-blooded connection. He made a cold-blooded three-point shot from the right side wing. Uh, Catch and shoot, got it, hand in his face, fouled, drains the shot, and has a chance for a four-point play in what felt like a dagger shot. There was still like a minute to go, and Monaga still had a chance, but that's one of those where he made that three with under a minute to go. It was back to a multi-possession game, and all the momentum that it felt like Monaga had just came to a screeching halt and the Wolverines kind of grabbed the game back and, and were able to hang on and win. So two good games. That boys game obviously had a dramatic finish, but you know, you could feel like Burton and shot a three late that I think could have got them the lead or would have put it back to a one score game. I can't remember quite what it was, but I leaned over to somebody next to me after the game. And I said, if they, if you would have made that shot, I think the roof would have exploded in that gym. We have more high school sports coming up uh, this week. Girls basketball, Pillager at Sabika, Thursday night on the Superstation K106. On KWAD, Friday night, Pillager at Wadena Deer Creek, boys basketball, 
and on the fan mid-state conference girls basketball park rapids area at staples motley we'll preview those as the week continues but just know that uh we're going to be busy we're going to take in a lot a lot more high school sports as this week continues yeah there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about and it's going to be really exciting to to get to see more of that as the week goes on so Corey, minnesota timberwolves they here's the thing some people can look at them and I see that, like, Charles Barkley said, the wolf, he doesn't believe in the Wolves anymore. You want to know why, Corey? Why? They lost two games in a row. Yeah, it's tough. First time this season. Yep. Yeah, it was tough. So Charles Barkley's out on him. Uh, well, rest and, in peace to the Wolves, you know. And so the uh, the Wolves played Dallas on, I believe it was Monday night. They didn't look particularly strong, or maybe it was Sunday night. Either way, it wasn't a great game for them. The Wolves still get a little turnover happy. They still have some things that they need to iron out. And I think things that we've been kind of pointing out all season, but the Wolves played a team in uh, the Orlando magic. That's been pretty good. Minnesota native Jalen Suggs on that team. Uh, and they're second. Been great this year. Right. He's been great. Uh, Paulo or whatever his name is that they drafted yep. number one, a couple of years ago, he's been really good. And it felt like they're on the ascendancy in the Eastern conference. Boston is still number one on a bullet, but Orlando's fighting for that two, three spot. And the wolves went on the road in Orlando and absolutely beat the brakes off of them. Like it's one where the wolves had the size advantage and it's one where Tim Connolly and Chris Finch, whoever made the go bear trade are just going to put that game on film. And they're like, this is exactly why we did that trade. Yeah, 113-92, the final score. Ant did not play particularly well. It didn't matter. Carl, um, awesome stat line. He had 28 points. He was 5 of 5 from 3. He also had 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals. Oh, the other big guy you're talking about, Rudy Gobert, 21 points, 12 rebounds. Jaden McDaniels went for 15 and 9. When things are right for the Wolves, man, they're good. They are and they are a difficult out. They started the game with an 11-0 run, and I was kind of like peeking, you know, when there was a break in the action on my games last night, just kind of scoreboard watching. And all of a sudden I was like 11-0 early. I'm like, well, it's the NBA. That doesn't really mean much. And then all of a sudden I look at the halftime score and they held them at halftime to like 40 points or yeah. something like that. It was basically they just put it's like the the big brother who puts his arm out to the little brother, like on their forehead and the little brother's trying to swing. And the big guy's like got one hand there and he's got the other hand, like, like yawning. That's pretty much what the wolves were last night, but they end up having now a back-to-back. The wolves have played the least amount of back-to-back games so far Mm -hmm. this season, but they have a ton in the second half of the season. So that'll be kind of an interesting thing to follow. But in this back-to-back tonight, they have to go to Boston. So normally it's a nearly impossible task here tonight too i know you're gonna you're gonna get to it but i uh if they win this game it will be because jesus christ himself reappeared and made the decision on his own this is if you if you're a whatever the betting line is in favor of boston tonight take boston (laughs) take boston because the wolves normally would have flown up to boston last night after the game rested up slept in and gotten ready to play, mm-hmm. but because there's a bunch of rain and snow and yuck up in Boston, the planes yep. couldn't go, which meant that they were going to have to spend the night in Orlando, wake up early in the morning, yep. get on a plane, fly three hours to Boston, and then like in two hours, go get ready to play an NBA basketball game. 
Yep. Uh, that's going to be tough. Oh, and by the way, Boston, best team in the NBA. Best team in the NBA, the best team in the East. They're 28 and 8. By the way, the Wolves, the best record in the Western Conference. Is this, uh, it's interesting that we're this late in the season and the Wolves have as many losses as the Vikings. You know that? Oh, that is interesting. Wow. That makes me feel terrible about the Vikings. <laughs> it should just make you feel really good about the Wolves. Yeah, I know, but I'm still bitter. I'm still, <laughs> we're still in the middle of it for the Wolves. You know what I mean? That I'm still bitter about the Vikings ending the way it did. In some years, they'd have 10 losses before the Vikings would even get five. So, that's also true. <laughs> so you got to take the good with the bad here. But I mean, so they're they're getting marching orders tonight to go into Boston. And honestly, like if we hear a line that says Ant's going to play better tonight, right? If we hear a if we hear a note that says Mike Conley will not play for rest reasons, I don't think anybody's gonna gonna bat an eye on that. No, one. not a, not at all. Not at all. Not so at all. is this a nationally televised one? No, the Wolves, uh, believe it or not, do oh, not have. How... A, it's in, this is insane. We don't flex games into a nationally televised schedule. The two no. top teams in each conference. Nope. I'm never no. gonna get to watch them play. Hopefully we got to No, no, no. Up. We got to put another Lakers game on there for the billionth time. Well, you know, there's coaching controversy there. Oh, shocker! Shocker that! Uh, shocker that there's coaching controversy there. I love LeBron. I love LeBron. I will. I will. Are we? Are we still saying Stan? I will stand for LeBron. Uh, in any conversation you want to have about basketball. Uh-huh. Um, and what I also believe is people don't like LeBron because he's a weird, potentially bad general manager. Nobody that, that equates into everybody's what they think of him about his playing career. And I, I think his playing career is unassailable, but he's a weird GM and a weird, he's not good at constructing a roster around him. He never has been. He's not good at constructing a roster, and he also wants say on what happens with the roster. Right. He is one in spite of his poor decision-making. <laughs> He's trying to build his legacy. If I create a bad team and win with that, it's going to make me right. look better. This... <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, one last thing, Corey, before we finish up. So there is a bowl game news that we need to talk about. There is a petition somewhere. I don't know by who, but there's a petition, and it's going to – uh, basically pit two of the worst college football teams against each other in oh, a bowl game. Bowl? Yeah, it, it. It's, uh, it was dubbed in this article as a reverent bowl, but I think the toilet <laughs> bowl is pretty much what went to everybody's minds. Uh, I know in the NFL we talk about this as like the two worst teams should play for the number one overall draft pick, but mm-hmm. uh, would, would, would a bowl game for two of the worst teams in college football, one, be attainable, and two, if it was, would you be something? Would it be something you would watch? Um, I mean, it's it's absolutely attainable because, um, much like the Gophers, accept every bowl bid that they get. Like it means more money, it means more eyes, it means more everything. Um, so, yes, someone even if the worst team is like, no, we're not going to embarrass ourselves this way, someone will accept it. All you need is a sponsor. If somebody wants to sponsor it, that game will happen. It is 100% attainable. Who we'll sponsors that game? Who, oh, who sponsors it? Hold on. Let's come back to that. Okay. Will I watch it? No, probably not. I mean, I, I, I don't watch every bowl game that already exists between 500 teams. Like, well, what's more I mean, entertaining, a bowl game between 500 teams or two really bad teams? 
neither. They both that's, that those aren't games I want to watch. I only watched a half of the national championship game because I forgot it was even on. <laughs> so no, I'm not going out of my way. Who would sponsor? Who, who would be a great? Maybe like, maybe like a like a diaper wipes company. I was gonna say it's got to be something like uh, the waste management, uh, like gar. It's got to be like garbage or yes. toilet or you right. know something. Something like yeah. that. Something for like some like diarrhea medication or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the Pepto Bismol diarrhea bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the Maytag, the Maytag wash out the stains bowl. The uh, Taco Bell KFC bowl. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's a good like toilet bowl cleaner like? The you know? uh, yeah yeah I I don't know but yeah I get what you're saying yeah it's uh that I mean if you're gonna do it do it right. Yeah. If you're gonna, you you might as well like it. Actually, seems like Barstool sponsors a, a game. That, that seems like that would be right up a Barstool alley. Like get right. rid of the game that between your seven and six teams. Who cares? The ceremonial first play is that they're gonna let Big Cat get a handoff, and yeah. they're actually gonna try and tackle him. Yeah, yeah. That would be. That seems like it would be right up Barstool's alley, and they would put lots of. There'd be lots of betting money on that. That would be fun. That's I how you make it work. Um, it would be fascinating to see how how you would determine. Do you just take like their their strength of schedule because there's there's got to be more than two zero win teams every single year. Yeah, and that's the I don't know what the criteria you need a committee would be. for that too. Yes, I think so. The, the committee playoff. <laughs> the committee is dubbed "You Suck." Yeah, and the college football reverse playoffs bottom four. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where they assign Florida State, right? Does the does the Associated Press do they only do the top twenty five or do they actually rank every school? Uh no, it's just the top twenty five. All right, so they're out. Screw you, Associated Press. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so- uh, yeah, I could absolutely see that being a thing that's like uh, uh only uh, exclusively on Tubi. You can watch the toilet bowl between you know Louisiana Tech and. And uh, you know, some directional school, state university. Right. It's uh, the blockbuster. You can find it at your local blockbuster video. <laughs> that would be the blockbuster. By the way, would also be an awesome sponsor for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can make it work. Uh, they should just put us on the planning committee if that's going to happen. The White Castle Sliders Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, I changed my mind. I'm in, and I also want to be the play-by-play person for it. All right, perfect. We'll uh, we'll send ESPN the paperwork. This has been the morning sports desk for Wednesday, January 10th. The morning sports desk available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com.